On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Joel Reichert. I would love to tell you which company Joel's from, but uh, he is definitely a serial e-commerce entrepreneur. Joel does things totally differently uh, than I do uh, in the e-commerce space, and I think that's really, really cool. He actually starts with Amazon brands with the whole idea of bringing them over to to become full Shopify brands. It was a really cool conversation, uh, definitely a kindred spirit uh, down in Utah. I think you guys are gonna get a ton out of this. He's grown multiple brands, but uh, you know, we really talked about the why uh, behind um, growing these brands and being an entrepreneur. And, you know, to me, it was a really special conversation. And I hope you guys get a lot out of this. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially all right i am here with joel reichert from multiple brands i can't even say all the brands but joel's going to tell us all about it all about his story really looking forward to this conversation again we've talked for like 10 minutes before the podcast uh and we just got to get this one recorded because it's good i'm really looking forward to this joel welcome to secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand hey thanks a ton really appreciate it i'm excited to do this Yeah, yeah, this is great. So, you know, for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little bit about your companies. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Joel. My wife and I, we live in Utah. We have four kids, ages four years old to nine years old. And I kind of grew up in Texas, now live in Utah and love it here. But I went to school for finance and I started doing corporate finance for about five years after college. And I quickly realized I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. Um, so I started trying to figure out how to make money on the side and we landed on Amazon. So I tried a few different things with Amazon at the beginning that didn't go well. And then we eventually started our first business, which was Copper Pearl. And that's a baby kind of textile business. We sell all, all sorts of stuff in the baby industry. Okay. And that went super well for us. We ran that for a few years and we ended up exiting that business um, in 2017. And we started two more businesses, Maven Thread, which is a women's exercise apparel company and Woven Nook, which is a home decor business. And so now we run those two businesses and my wife and I work from home every day together. That's great. That's awesome. I got a couple questions for you here. So first of all, you know, you tried a few things on Amazon to start. Uh, and then you came upon Copper Pearl. What was the difference? Why did that one succeed versus, because we're, we're talking kind of opposite to the way we normally talk, you know, like you've listened to our podcast before. We don't normally talk about starting on Amazon and then moving into a brand, right? We always kind of talk about it the opposite way. So I'm super interested to hear, you know, how you were testing these products, why those did well and Copper Pearl, uh, Copper Pearl did well and the ones before that didn't. Yeah. So 
we essentially, our philosophy has been, at least for the three businesses that have been very successful for us, we've gone onto Amazon with the entire intention of starting it with minimal investment. So we've started all of our businesses with less than $10,000 and we've never taken any kind of extra equity investments. It's just been 100% ownership between me, my wife, and we've had some partners in a couple of the businesses. And so we kind of get started on Amazon, not very hard to get up and running. And we start getting that initial cash flow going through Amazon and prove the concept. And then at that point, we feel pretty confident to expand SKUs, expand product lines. And then once we feel like we have a pretty good cash flow coming in, then we go build the Shopify site. We start running ads on Facebook and Google. And then we kind of as quickly as we can start transitioning as much traffic and sales over to our website. But even with that effort, Amazon still is usually almost half our business, you know, 30 to 50% of our business, even after, you know, three or four years of really trying to build our websites. Wow. So that's really worked for us and it's been awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you're starting on Amazon, what kind of research are you doing product wise before all of this? Yeah, so we've done, you know, a lot of the typical, if you kind of Google around, what should you do to try to start on Amazon? We've done some jungle scout research, some keyword yeah. research. But like really for me, I try not to put too much emphasis on the tools because everybody's using the same tools and I don't want to find yeah. the same products as everyone. So I've usually kind of tried to find areas that are interesting to me and my wife and then do some keyword research within kind of that area and then try to zone in on maybe one kind of niche product that fits certain criteria that to me is something I feel comfortable with. So for us, we like to find lightweight products that are small, easy to ship. Ideally for us, we love textile products because you can customize the fabric pretty easily. And my wife does design. So for us, designing fabric and turning those into products has been awesome and easy way to differentiate. And then just making sure there's good demand there, but not too much competition. So we try to find that healthy balance between an industry that feels like there's lots of opportunity, but it's not already, you know, flush with competitors. Yeah. How has that transition been from an Amazon brand? Like, are you already thinking brand when you're on Amazon and then moving into the Shopify world? Because that's one of the things that we see, like, you know, at, at our agency back when I was kind of doing intake for clients and, and that sort of thing, we'd have a lot of Amazon brands come in and be like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, we just want to run Facebook ads to this new Shopify store. And it's like, well... That doesn't, <laughs> we're not selling products, right? You're selling a brand when you're, when you're doing that. How, how did you make that transition? Yeah. So we had definitely thought about it since day one. It's like, even on Amazon, like we're intentional about coming up with a good brand and a good logo. We have, you know, some basic packaging that's you know, normal. Like we want to make sure this feels like a good real brand, even on Amazon. Yeah. So like for us, we started social media day one, even as an Amazon brand and we start building our following. So you can go to any of the companies that we've started. Like we have really substantial Instagram following. And the good portion of that was built for the first year, straightly just off of Amazon sales, word of mouth, you know, collaborating with influencers through Amazon. And that's kind of how we got our going on our brand was through social media and Amazon sales. And then once we transition to the website, it's kind of seamless. We just kind of start pumping ads towards the website and it hasn't really been a challenge. What I love about this and what I think about, it's one of my favorite habits of the seven habits of highly effective people is starting with the end in mind, right? Like it sounds like you guys, you're already thinking, okay, we're going to start here, but really the end is going to be, you know, actually owning our brand off of Amazon. Yes. And I think that's probably where the power comes from, right? Starting it like that. 
I think so. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that start Amazon brands and it's just an assortment of random products, no real branding, or they're just reselling stuff that they're finding. And that's what we found in the past has not been successful. So when I hinted at, I started some stuff on Amazon, we tried just buying stuff at stores and reselling it, trying to make a profit. And it just, it just was hard and it took a lot of time and we didn't make much money. So yeah, I think having a real brand from day one and with the end goal of having a real website with real email lists, and that's been the key for us. Totally. And I think there's a lot more value in that as far as like, even just like multiples, right? That they're going to, that potential buyer is going to pay. I think on the higher side with somebody who has a real brand, like that's Mm -hmm. super cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about sort of your zone of genius. Where do you think that you really excel and that sort of would differentiate you from others? Yeah. So a couple of the things, you know, we've already talked about Amazon. I feel like that's been kind of our sweet spot. Like I talked to a lot of people about getting started on Amazon with the end goal of going to a website. So I feel like that alone is kind of something unique to kind of our story. But maybe in addition to that, I feel like we've done a lot of how can we grow as quickly and as possible with like the least amount of like effort and money. So like we're pretty big on like prioritizing family over business and really trying to figure out what's going to make the biggest impact with the least amount of effort. And that's kind of where we prioritize prioritize a lot of our time. So we just try to make sure we keep things as simple as possible. We don't want to overly like, complicate things. So we try to stick to independent contractors. We don't have a headquarters. We keep it super flexible just for like lifestyle purposes. Yeah. Third party fulfillment, we just, I'm guessing. Yeah. Third party fulfillment. We outsource all of our manufacturing. You know, at this point we outsource social media, customer support, Facebook ad management, email marketing. I mean, pretty much everything except for what me and my wife are good at. My wife is good at design and product development. I'm good at business, finance, operations, managing all the contractors. So we've kind of found our skill set and then outsourced everything else and just try to keep it as simple as possible and just go big as bang for the buck on everything else. I love that. Like we were talking before the, before the interview started about, you know, that you work, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week and really try to prioritize your family. For me, I know if, you know, if you've listened to this for any time, you and I resonate so much on that, right? Because there's only so much time out there, right? There is really unlimited. I mean, especially being in finance, you know, like money is legitimately unlimited, right? You can find money from anywhere that you want. You can make money this way, that way, whatever. You just can't make time. Hey guys, do you want the checklist that helped me generate $250,000 of e-commerce sales in 24 hours? If so, we're giving it away for free at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. Download that today. And I'm so with you. Like I look at my kids as they're starting to grow up and I'm like, ah, I don't want to miss this time. You know, like, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. I could make an extra million dollars this year. Who freaking cares? What does it matter? (laughs) That's exactly right. And I've had this conversation with so many people, especially people going through like MBA school. They're kind of trained to be like, you need to go kill yourself after school. You need to go work in consulting or banking, or you need to go get venture capital and start the next $100 million business. And it's kind of like with what end in mind? Because for me, I feel like you could be extremely happy with like 3 million or 5 million or 10 million. I mean, I don't know what you even do with a hundred million dollars. So I just feel like sometimes people get caught up in that game of like bigger, bigger, bigger at all costs. And I think, you know, at least for me, my priority hasn't always been that. And I think everybody has different priorities, of course, but I like just trying to make sure you're doing everything intentionally and making sure that you're not just growing just because that's what everybody's telling you to do, but you have a reason why you're doing it. Yeah. Interestingly, I think if we took a poll of all of our listeners or, you know, all the people that I'm in contact with in the e-com world, I don't think anybody 
would say growth at like in their core value statement, they would say growth at all costs, right? And yet that's how a lot of us mm-hmm. act, right? We're just going to grow and grow and grow, right? I mean, I'm a little bit like, honestly, it's kind of hypocritical saying that as like, we're making these acquisitions all over the place. And I often ask myself, I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, like what, like really, what is the purpose of it? For me, I think I found what that why is and it's bringing partners in who don't have that opportunity and they can then, Mm -hmm. you know, have a piece of a business that can grow. And because I know what that feels like, right? To, Mm -hmm. to go from, you know, almost being bankrupt to having a life that uh, that's really amazing, right? And having, it's, it's incredible for you and I to be able to talk about this, be like, yeah, we can work 15 to 20 hours a week, right? That is a um, a luxury for sure. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that is not common. And I feel like that. I like what you said, like having a purpose behind why you're growing and providing opportunities. I think that's huge. Like that's one of my favorite parts is whenever we get to hire a new person or bring someone on the team and they're super excited, grateful for the opportunity. They learn a ton. And I think that's the kind of stuff that like, if you can find those reasons for growing, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to find something. something beyond money because it's just like (laughs) there's just an end to it right like there's an end where it's like ah this actually didn't fulfill me this didn't make me as happy as i really thought it was going to somehow you know yes exactly let's talk marketing you know because this you know started out as a marketing podcast now it's just more Mm -hmm. of like all things e-com what's working for you guys right now marketing wise yeah, so we do a little bit of everything. Uh, so I'll go through some of the stuff. I mean, for us, social media is huge. We spend a lot of time and effort creating content just for our organic social media feed. We do a lot of collaborations with uh, influencers in our space. And that's been awesome in terms of sales and just exposure and growth. I would say Facebook and Google ads have been great for us. We don't spend tons and tons of money, but we are, I would say we invest pretty heavily in them. And the returns on investment to me are always like just good enough to keep pumping in money, but it's never been amazing for us. But we have continually grown on on the social ad space. But I think maybe for me, my number one thing that I think is working great is email marketing. So we use Klaviyo. We have pretty good email lists and we try to email pretty often, you know, three, four times a week. And we do product launches on a weekly basis. So we're always trying to stay top of mind with our customers. And I feel like, you know, probably 20 to 30% of our sales come from email and that's grown over time as our email list has grown. And I feel like, you know, maybe that's somewhere where I feel really good about because it's super cheap. I mean, it's the Klaviyo costs, you know, 800 bucks a month for our subscription. And then we get like, you know, fifty hundred thousand dollars a month or something in revenue from it. So that one's very scalable and has been awesome for us. That's great. I want to actually go back to something I heard there that I think is like absolutely key. I was actually going to do a podcast episode on this at some point on product launches. So you launch new products every single week. How come? Yeah. Yeah. So we do it every single week unless we just, you know, manufacturing will mess that up sometimes, but we try to do every week. So we have something interesting and fun to post on social media, to email out to our customers. We just find it gives us a little spike in sales every single week without having to do a sale or out having to do something spammy. Um, it's just a really natural talking point for our customers. And we like to always feel like we're like fresh and new and like staying up on the trends. And so my wife is the designer. She's always looking for like, what's the next trend in design or what's the next product that we should come out with. And we just feel like it's helped us stay really relevant and kind of top of mind. I think that with new product development, like you're talking about, I really think, and I wish I had a precise number. I was going to give a precise number. I don't have it, but really like, I think you could probably cut your marketing budget in half, use that half for product development. And you're probably 
probably better off from a profitability standpoint, right? Where you're bringing in these new products all the time. You know, worst case, if they don't go, right? You can you can always put them on sale if you have to. Um, yeah. But rather than like, you know, pumping the next sale all the time, right? Uh, new products, right. love that. Yeah, and I was going to say too, with the new products, we have found that the new products has actually grown our business in many cases faster than pumping more money into marketing. Kind of like you were mm. saying, some of our most significant growth with every one of our companies has been a new product line that we didn't know if it was going to go anywhere. And all of a sudden it's like 20% of our business and we had no clue it was going to do that. So we're always wow. experimenting and coming out with new products because you just never know what's going to take off next. Yeah, that's awesome. Joel, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Yeah, so I think for us, I'd have to say just focusing on what is going to be the biggest thing for the buck. So for us, like email marketing, huge. So we invest with a really good email marketing consultant that helps us. I feel like with, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Google ads, we invest, you know, up to a reasonable amount to grow the business, but we don't go too crazy on it. And I feel like with everything we do, we just test a lot of stuff and whatever's working, we just pump more into it. And we try not to overcomplicate it. I feel like there's a hundred ways you could spend your marketing budget. We kind of have, I would say maybe three to five things we really focus on and whichever ones are doing the best, we try to do a little bit more of that. And we just, just keep doing that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. The like incremental, right? Like that's uh yeah, I love it. I feel like you and I we're 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 connected on this podcast, right? This is what I, I just what I believe in. This is wonderful. Are you ready for our crazy lightning round here? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh favorite app. Favorite app. Yeah. So right now, for the last couple of years, I've actually loved Marco Polo, both personally and even for some business stuff. So Marco okay. Polo, if you're not aware, it's a video chat app where you kind of send a video, they respond on their own time. So it's kind of asynchronous communication. So yeah. I've even been doing this for little consulting calls. Like when someone hits me up on LinkedIn, like, hey, can I pick your brain? I'm like, hey, can you just connect with me on Marco Polo? Ask me a few questions. I'll get back to you when I have some time. And we'll go yeah. back and forth a few times. That's been awesome. Oh, that's great. That's an awesome idea. I love also on LinkedIn using um, the voice, mm. uh, sending voice messages instead. I just That's find awesome. it's easier. I'm going to do voice to text anyway. I might as well just do voice. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. Actually, I need to do some more of that. <laughs> well, it's great because then you know if you're actually talking to another human or not, right? Like, yes, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Cool. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Yeah. Favorite podcast, maybe on the business side. I love the, how I built this podcast. I'm sure a lot of people do, but I just love those. They're inspirational and I've just kind of been addicted to them for the last couple of years. And then I love any podcast about the Utah jazz. So I listen to a couple of different podcasts on, on the jazz. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're, you're a big basketball guy. Yeah. Mostly NBA is probably my, my favorite sport to watch. Okay. Nice. That's great. Uh, now, if you could sit down with anybody who is alive right now, have some, you know, coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever it is, maybe all four, who would it be? Yeah. So I've heard you ask this question and I always kind of like, who would I actually want to sit down with? And I think for me, I would love to sit down with honestly anybody on the Shark Tank panel. I have mm. watched that show for like probably five or six years. I mean, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Mark Cuban. I yeah. just love that show. First of all, it's been inspirational for me as an entrepreneur and my kids love it. And I feel like each one of them, it's just cool that they're giving back to the entrepreneurial community. And it's kind of what I hope I can do over time. You know, even if I'm never a billionaire, I feel like just giving back and I would love to just pick their brain on some of that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This was an awesome conversation. I'm sure that we will continue this conversation after the podcast. Where can people find out more about you? 
Yeah, recently I've been posting more on LinkedIn. So I would say just find me on LinkedIn. I've been posting a couple of times a week, just little helpful e-commerce tips. Some of the most common asked questions I get just from like a consulting basis, I'll just kind of make little little paragraph posts to kind of just dive into little topics here and there. So that's the best place. That's great. You guys know I love LinkedIn too. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Joel. Uh, we'll make sure to put all of those links uh, in the show notes so that uh, you guys can connect with Joel. And uh, yeah, thanks again so much for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot, Jordan. I appreciate it. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.